This is Yitzhak Bronstein with We Are Each Pearls, The Impossibility of Counting, Parshat Bamidbar 5780. The numbers in recent headlines can be both dizzying and traumatizing. As we collectively watch the figures of those suffering from the coronavirus increase week after week, our ability to make sense of these extraordinary statistics diminishes. How can we possibly relate to the humanity contained within a number like 4 million? This week's Parsha provides a window into how we might answer this question. The fourth book of the Torah, Bamidbar, begins with a census of the Israelites of military age. In his commentary, Rashi immediately raises an implicit question of why this census was necessary. After all, the Israelites' numbers have already been cited multiple times since the Exodus and offers the following as explanation. Since they were beloved to him, he counted them frequently. Rashi's claim that the origin of the census is in love is reflected in textual clues throughout the Parsha. That the census is important to the Torah's narrative is apparent from the sheer amount of space devoted to it, 54 verses. Moreover, this census is not only an administrative task, but is undertaken at the command of Hashem, as is emphasized in the final verse of the opening chapter. The Israelites did accordingly, just as God commanded Moses, so they did. Given the opening chapter in Bamidbar, it is all the more striking that a later census in Tanakh is regarded as a major transgression of the divine will. The final chapter of 2 Samuel records a census undertaken by King David, which is punished by a plague that kills 70,000 Israelites. It begs the question, What differentiates the census in our Parsha from the census for which David is severely punished? Already in the first verse of 2 Samuel 24, we are given an ominous clue. The anger of God again flared up against Israel, and he moved David against them, saying, Go count Israel and Judah. This is a census rooted not in love, as in the Mabidbar census, but in anger. The stated purpose David offers to his military commander Yoav is that the counting of his subjects is purely for his own sake, so I may know the number of the people. The motivation of the census leads each to be conducted in starkly different manners. In Bamidbar, the instruction is detailed as follows. Take the sum of all the congregation of the children of Israel by their families, according to their father's houses, a numbering of their names, a head count of every male. The Israelites are not only to be counted numerically, but also identified as part of their broader family and tribe. Each tribe had a representative who helped oversee the census, and the Torah dedicates 12 verses to naming each of them. Contrast these detailed instructions with David's directive to Yoav. The king said to Yoav, the minister of his army, Go now through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, and take a census of the people, so that I may know the number of the people. Ultimately, David is only interested in a number. There is no mention of noting families or tribes, nor is there a representative from each tribe as in Bamidbar. It is a census entirely for the benefit of the king, overseen entirely by his officers, and he is disinterested in any information beyond the number of the subjects. Whereas the census in Bamidbar yields detailed information regarding the size of each tribe, Yoav reports to David only two numbers, the populations of Judah and Israel, far less specific than in Arparsha. The two cases also differ in their consequences. Immediately after Yoav reports these numbers, David realizes he has made a tremendous mistake. 
And David's heart smote him after he had numbered the people. And David said to God, I have sinned grievously in what I have done. Please, God, remit the guilt of your servant, for I have acted foolishly. Conducting a census through love calls for seeing each individual as not only a number or subject, but as a unique personality in your relationship with other people. This element is what gets captured in the 54 verses of our Parsha census, but is lost when David decides to count the people for his own aggrandizement. The folly of reducing human beings to a number is what dooms David's census from its inception and leads to a harsh punishment later in the chapter. Seemingly, it is this reduction of human beings to something less than human which underlies the prohibition of counting people, treated as a severe transgression in the Talmud. When citing the prohibition of counting Jews, the Talmud suggests that one who does so is in violation of two biblical prohibitions. Elsewhere, the Talmud states that David's transgression is such an obvious sin that even schoolchildren, Tinokot Shalbet Rabban, are aware not to count people. The unmistakable nature of this transgression is reinforced by the account of 2 Samuel 24, in that Yoav questions David's motive immediately after he is asked to conduct the census and that David realizes he has sinned before God speaks to the prophet God and says as much. Clearly something is liable to be lost when human beings are counted, and yet the Torah records various countings undertaken by human beings, such as in this week's Parsha. How can this be? The Talmud and Tractate Yoma provides us with crucial insight into this question. Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmani said that Rabbi Yonatan raised a contradiction. It is written, and the number of the children of Israel will be like the sand of the sea, implying their numbers can be counted. On the other hand, it also says, which cannot be measured and cannot be counted, implying their numbers will not be countable at all. Rebbe said in the name of Abayosi ben Dusai, Resolving this contradiction is not difficult. Here it refers to counting by the hands of human beings. There it refers to counting by the hands of God. The Talmud is perplexed by the seeming contradiction about whether the number of Israelites can be determined. One resolution is that while God is able to count the specific number of Israelites, human beings do not have that capacity. Seemingly, the Talmud is not speaking about the ability to count. Surely human beings, even throughout the Torah, record censuses regularly. What then is suggested by this resolution? Perhaps the Talmud is suggesting that any time we attempt to quantify very large groups of human beings, something gets lost. It is simply impossible to fully capture an individual's humanity when one places said individual into a larger group. Preserving this humanity can only be accomplished in accounting undertaken by God. This is why Halakha goes to great lengths to limit how and when people are counted. Even if the census is correct in a mathematical sense, and there is no indication in 2 Samuel 24 that David's census yielded an inaccurate number, there is still something essential missed in the final tally. The lesson of the Bemidbar census is that human life cannot ever be reduced to numbers. While it is true that large groups of people may need to be counted at times, inevitably resulting in a loss of individual humanity, there are things we can do to preserve as much humanity as possible in the process. For example, the process can be done with love and care, as the first Rashi in the Parsha highlights. We can account for familial and tribal relationships, and not just for bodies. It can be done in a way which signals to both the counters and to the ones being counted that each person is created in the image of the divine, and not merely a number. 
As of this moment, there have been millions of confirmed cases of COVID-19 throughout the world. Hundreds of thousands of people have died from the virus. These are staggering numbers that we are simply unable to comprehend. As the Gemara in Yoma suggests, adequately capturing the meaning of so many lives is a task that only God can do. And yet our headlines contain numbers in the hundreds of thousands and millions because our current context calls for it. When responding to the impossibilities posed by this pandemic, our parasha teaches us that we must do so with care and affection, accounting for the humanity of each individual being counted to the best of our ability. Ultimately, fully realizing this task is impossible for human beings. The Talmud recognizes there's simply no way we can fully capture the uniqueness of individuals in a number like 4 million. Yet we must try, even as we recognize that our ability to do so is out of our control. Our task is to continue asking ourselves how we can aspire to relate to these numbers as God does, seeing the individuals hidden by them as best we can. To ask, how can I look at these statistics and also see individual human beings, families, and relationships? Where may there be space for me to honor the infinite value of a human life? Whose humanity is most in need of being affirmed in this moment? A Midrash later in the Parsha compares this divinely ordained census to the counting of precious pearls, a parable of a person who had a collection of beautiful pearls, and he would count them each time he took them out and put them away. So too God says to Israel, you are my children, and therefore I count you often. This is the lesson of the divinely ordained census, even in the face of staggering numbers which threaten to reduce our uniqueness to a statistic. We are each pearls. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Debre Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.